0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm checking in on you. Wow. Jesus Christ. Oh. Just dropped my kid off, right, at school, and in my wife's car, the fucking thing starts making this, this noise. It's going, making this noise. So I'm like, all right car of the future. What the fuck does that mean? Is the door open? I open the door. I close it. I open all the fucking doors. I close them. I fucking stop. I shut the car off. It's still doing it. I literally get it into the driveway. I shut it off. I lock the fucking doors and it's just sitting there making that fucking noise inside the car. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I went into settings. You know, that was, that was an expression that didn't exist when I was a kid. I'm, I was around before personal computers. <laughs> and I can tell you in my adult life, one of the saddest things, saddest new expressions is, or, 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 or instructions, if you go into your settings, Okay, can you, can you open up your settings? Can you go into settings? Like how much of your life involves that? Being on the phone with some fucking lonely nerd in the middle of nowhere sitting on a phone. Okay, could you go into settings? You know what operating system you have? Do, I, do No, I don't know what operating system I have. And then they get like upset with you. It's like, dude, I'm sorry. Computers aren't my life. My life is my life. I go out and do shit. I'm going to crawl inside this fucking computer. I appreciate that you know it. I hate when they do it. Do you know what your operating system is? And when you don't, they get like all upset. And it's just like, hey, do you know what a setup is? You know? Do you know what a callback is? Am I getting into the intricacies of fucking comedy? And when you don't know it, I'm going to, is that really intricate, Bill? You know what I mean? Whatever the fuck it is that I do. I guess I don't have a hard job. I love how I just started talking about myself like I was a doctor. Um. All right, whatever. What are you gonna do? Um. How about that Bruins game last night? Bruins Panthers game. As much as it was a hot breaker. Um. Uh, what a fucking great game! Just quality playoff hockey the entire game, and um. I'm just not. I'm not going to watch any, any any analysis of uh, my Bruins this playoffs because I know it's all going to be like they have the greatest record in modern regular season history. I thought not why, why? Why don't they win every game? You know when they do that shit, it's like. Well, I mean their record is three and two now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it. Every year, the per- the team that wins the president's trophy wins the Stanley. Oh, wait, they don't. Every time somebody has the greatest record in regular season history, anytime that's happened, they they won they they, they won the Stanley Cup. It hasn't. It hasn't. It actually means if you're going to look at that like it's a fucking stat that matters in the playoffs, which it doesn't. Um you would actually say, oh, they did that. They're not going to win it. But what it is, is you have these fucking fat Tommy Bahama shirt-wearing sports writers, and what they do, their job is to just hype shit through the fucking roof to get you excited. And then when it doesn't happen, they ignore history. So I'm not buying into any of that, all right? We had an unbelievable regular season, and guess what that means in the playoffs? It doesn't mean shit. Because immediately... They reset the odometer, and everybody's zero and zero. And when we win this series, which I think we will, I actually think we're going to win game six. Um, Our record's four and two in the playoffs. And then guess what? We go to the next round, and it's zero and zero again. So um, I really wish there was just somebody on network television or somebody in the newspaper who just would have the fucking... There's no way they don't know this. You know what I mean? I mean, how many times can you watch this happen? So, um, I actually, going into the playoffs, didn't think the Bruins were the favorite. I just, I think they're bigger and faster in the West. You know, Edmonton and Colorado. Dude, the Seattle Kraken are fucking a pain in the ass team to to win four out of seven. Forget about just going into their building and playing one game and being like, Toodaloo! <laughs> like you do in the regular season. Anyway, uh, I thought it was, um, I just thought it was a, it was a great hockey game. Um, despite my son yelling at me because he wanted to watch Fire Engines. And like, because that's what I always do. The whole, the whole regular season, I would just be like, all right, I'll watch the game later, which I would never do because by then I would fall asleep. Um, but uh now it's the playoffs. So now rather than being the new age dad of like, "Okay, son, if that's what you want to watch, dad will shut off his program." I'm now a 19, you know, 70s dad. You know, it's the playoffs, son. All right? See that team with the B on their jersey? I refuse to call it a sweater. It's not a sweater. It hasn't been a sweater since the 1930s. Um root for that team. Hopefully. I don't even say that cuz I don't want to have a contrarian. Start rooting for somebody else. But um and the Celtics, I missed that game too. Um, this is the new me. Remember the old me on the podcast? I saw every game. Uh, this is the new me. Bill with kids. Bill with kids misses games, but he knows what's going on as far as the the, 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 the uh the results at least. Um that fucking Trey Young, Jesus Christ. I, I, I gotta watch the end of that game. You know, as much as I hate that he he beat my team, uh, you got to you got to love watching greatness, though. Um, My father in law was telling me, saying uh, we had the game one and he just fucking took over the game, Um, which obviously I don't like to see when it happens to Celtics. But as a fan of sports, you know, I love seeing somebody take over a fucking game. You know, you live vicariously through them. Like, yeah, that's what I would do. No, Bill, that's not what you'd do. Don't you remember? Gym class. Wouldn't it be great if they actually had your all-time stats from gym class? (laughs) (laughs) If people could look them up. So when you were in a bar, you know, gym class or if you played organized sports, um, at the high school level, you know, when you were talking shit about everything you did, someone could actually Google you. I bet in the future you'll be able to do that. Yeah, it says here in uh, dodgeball, uh, you know, you never, got, you never got past the top 16. So I don't think you got such a strong arm. You don't think you're that fucking fast. Do they, they don't play dodgeball anymore, do they? I actually think that's one, That's a good thing. Um. I'll tell you what's embarrassing is watching all all the older generations acting like. Uh, I saw something the other day. Right, I'm I'm also guilty of this, but I don't take it to this level. There was something about like the 1970s, and somebody wrote, "Yeah, back in the, yeah, because back in the 70s, no one complained." <laughs> and someone goes, "That's right," because then your parents would say, "I'll give you something to complain about." <laughs> They would say, "I'll give you something to complain about because you were complaining." People have been complaining, b- back in the cave, bad days. I wonder if the women, if they, you know, because they could drag them around by their hair, if they wouldn't bitch about the cave. This is the biggest cave you could find. Um. All right. Anyway, uh, plowing ahead here. I had a, uh, I had a, uh, I had a great day yesterday, but uh, last night. Not so great. Not so great. My son has been just getting out of the crib now. And, uh... Not only can he get out, he can get back in again. Okay? The little man has grip strength, and he will do a a pull-up into a muscle-up and go right up and over. Um... So he just keeps getting out. You know, all day and night. And... uh, I don't know what to do about it because I'm not going to yell at him. I'll mutter when I come down the hall, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing that yelling thing. So I just like, I heard his door open two nights ago at like, I don't know, like fucking midnight. And I get up and I go down the hall. He keeps going into his daughter's, his daughter, my daughter's room. So, oh no, I was downstairs. That's right. So I went upstairs. I saw his door was open and the light was out. So I first went to my daughter's room. He wasn't in there. So then I went down the hall to our bedroom and he wasn't in there. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I opened the door to his bedroom. It's pitch black. I turn on the light and he's standing like three feet away from me, staring up at me like a fucking horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, buddy, He's like, yeah. I'm like, you got to go back to bed. And he goes, yeah. And I, I put him in bed. And um, the only way I can get him to stay there is we have a uh, an adult-sized bed in there. And eventually, I just have to stay in there, which is stupid because now he wants me to be in there. That's what I created. Listen to me, look how fucking tired I am. So I'm laying in the bed, and the other night, he he gets out. Like, last night, he got out. I just heard him. I was just too tired to put him back in the bed. And I was just like, buddy, come on. Get in the bed. So he gets in the bed with me. I don't know if this was like 2 in the morning. And for the next, I don't even know how, how long, 90 minutes, he won't stop squirming. You know? Like, laying on my head, kicking me, like grabbing onto me, and he's like a little hot water bottle, you know, um, and then I don't know what happened, he finally went to sleep, and his he was like right in my ear snoring, <laughs> yeah, so he's right in my ear, and he's, he's, <laughs> he's snoring, and now I can't move, because I'm so worried that like if I move, I'm gonna wake him up, and then I'm gonna have another 90 minutes of him squirming around and shit, And uh, I don't know, then I fell asleep and I woke up this morning. I could just hear him breathing like a little dog in my ear. And I kind of pulled my head to the side and I looked and he looked so friggin' cute. Just 100% passed out. So I was able to kind of slip out of the bed and get out of there. Go downstairs and make my daughter French toast before I took her to school. And of course, I didn't use the right bread, you know. And she's like, Dad. I'm like, what? <laughs> I told you not to use the bread with the sesame seeds on it. And it's just like, all right. All right. You know what I actually did? I just, I didn't, I didn't say anything. I just went over and she had separated them. I just took them. I put them in a little bowl. And she kept bitching at me. And I just didn't say anything. I was just looking at her, just listening. And it's funny, because that works with her mom, too. And when she really just starts laying into me, and I just don't feel like fighting, and I don't give a fuck, you know? I just go, all right. It always, it always works. I don't know why. If you, if you engage with them, they're just like, you're just in for it. You're in for a fucking long knockdown, drag it out, and it's just it's not going to get anywhere. It's just going to ruin a day. So I feel good about that. Like the last two times I was going to get into it with my wife and the last two times I was, you know, my daughter was like, you know, coming at me. I just kind of sit there and look at it like, all right. Okay. Continue on with this one-sided war. Oh my God. I, I apologize for this podcast. I am so fucking wiped out last night. I got like, I feel like I got like two hours sleep. Um, But anyway, I had a great day yesterday. Oh, I didn't even tell you guys. I didn't even tell you this. Guess what? My fucking Ford F-250 came on Monday. Came on Monday. It is absolutely fucking gorgeous. It's the best looking F-250 I've ever seen in like modern times. Modern times meaning the last few like generations or whatever. It's fucking... Gorgeous, and I got it, and I was like, immediately, I had this giant wave of Catholic guilt. Went, like, why did I buy this? I didn't need this thing. I don't deserve this thing. This is stupid, all this type of shit. And that lasted for about 40 minutes. And now I gotta tell you something. I I come out of the house every morning, and I look at that truck, and I break into a fucking ear-to-ear grin. I absolutely... Fucking love it, and I've already had problems out here with it, you know? Finding a place to park, going into a parking garage and it's too high up, and I don't give a fuck. I just park in a red zone, I put the hazards on, I'll take the fucking ticket, I don't give a shit. I cannot fucking believe I own that truck. 6.7 liter turbo diesel. sounds like a fucking train coming down the street. No, really, it sounds like an 18-wheeler. It's one of the greatest sounds I've ever heard in my life. It has two three pronged outlets in the bed, LED lights um, in the bed. It's got a three pronged outlet in in the cab, two 12 volts, and then it's got two different uh, things for like your, your fucking iPhone or your iPad. Um, I got the, the towing package, the whole thing. And somebody goes, Oh, that's awesome. Because I sent a picture, and you know, most people don't understand why somebody would like a truck. You know? And they're just like, uh... Somebody said to me... Oh, that's great. Now you can help everybody move. And I just wrote back, how dare you? She's too pretty to work. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. It is absolutely fucking gorgeous. It's absolutely... I'd send... I, I would post pictures of it. if There weren't so many fucking psychos out there. Um... But anyway, uh, so yesterday, uh, my buddy Josh Adam Myers was in town from the goddamn Comedy Jam and uh, in the Billy Joel Stevie Nicks concert, uh, or as I call him, Mosh Adam Gyers. He's in town, and I've always been telling him, like, dude, I want to take you up in the helicopter. And he's like, yo, let's do it. So yesterday I said, hey, man, I got a new truck. Let's go fucking drive up and I'll take you up in the uh, in the helicopter. Took him up in the truck. Um, he loved the truck. Uh, and we were just laughing. And I was just driving down the street going, do you realize how ridiculous, ridiculous it is that I have this truck? Like, Mia's happy for me. She goes, Jesus Christ. She goes, what, are we starting a construction company? <laughs> and I couldn't. I couldn't argue. I was like, I know. I know. And she goes, well, I'm happy for you. And I said, all right, thanks. So uh, anyway, we get in the thing, and I'm driving down the highway. And I'm talking to Josh, and I said, this is how I look at it. If some jerk-off, all these jerk-offs out here can buy Ferraris and sit and stop and go traffic and not take ever take the car to the track, can I drive a Ford F-250 four-wheel drive with the fucking towing package? <laughs> Why can't I do that and never go four-wheeling? I'm not saying I'll never do that. Um, I may take it out to the desert. Um, But anyway, we drove up in the truck, all right? And, uh, you know, pre-flighted the helicopter, cleaned it up a little bit. had a bunch of bugs on it from last time. And uh, gassed her up and everything, and we took off. It was funny. When we took off, I heard Josh go... (laughs) You had to make that noise. It's a real weird sensation, like uh, hovering and then just going to take off and, uh, and sitting up front the first time. I remember feeling that the first time I went up with an instructor. and um, But once we got up there, he was like, oh, he's like, yo, this is amazing. And we just, like, flew all around. Unfortunately, it was a really hazy slash smoggy day. There wasn't a lot of wind or anything like that. So I wasn't able to take him up the coast of Malibu, but... It was something i have been wanting to do for a while. So I took him around the Rose Bowl, Dodger Stadium, downtown LA, Griffith Park Observatory, Hollywood Sign, Capitol Records, right down Sunset Strip past uh, Laugh Factory Comedy Store. And then there's, a, there's like the Doheny Mansion, the uh, Godfather Mansion, Beverly Hills Hotel. And then that mansion that that guy did that documentary on called The One, that they wanted to sell for $500 million or some shit like that. I took them over that, and then we got over to... um. What is that out there? I guess it's... Is that Brentwood? Over, like, Brentwood, and then you could just see the marine layer, and I was just like, yeah. I don't want to deal with that. I mean, I guess I could have went underneath it. It wasn't that... Then I'd have to... I don't know. Then I'd have to just turn around and come back. I just didn't want to fucking... And it was super hazy, and there was a marine layer. And I'm like, "What? what is he really going to see here? But anyway, then uh, I brought him back, landed and all that type of shit, and uh, came back. We hit a diner. Both got BLTs and a cappuccino. And then we smoked a cigar. It was like the greatest, like this little cigar on on, on my back porch. And I was saying to him, I was like, dude, how fucking great was this day? <laughs> <laughs> and it's only fucking you know 3 in the afternoon. So that was my day. Um yeah. I was joking with my father-in-law when the when I went with when the truck came. I go, "All right, I go, that's my midlife crisis." And he laughed and he goes, "Could have been a lot worse." I'm like, "It yeah, yeah, could have could have I could have <laughs> Bought something, you know, lots lot dumber than that. So, um, oh, Billy, good mood. I know I sound a little low right now. I just didn't get I uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep, but I will tell you. The, but the ninth time my son got out of bed, I was furious. As far as like just being grumpy, and I and I started coming down the hall, and uh, I went in there, and I I was immediately able to just take that energy and bring it all the way down. I'm like, come here, buddy, buddy, you can't do this. And um, I'm really proud of that as a dad, that I'm able to do that because I just don't want to ever, uh, I don't want to make my kids like me. (laughs) 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 Like if you guys heard the fucking rant I went on when I was in my wife's car about how fucking stupid some of these like all of this new goddamn fucking technology is like these computers in these cars you're going to end up having the same fucking problem you have with your laptop where like you, what what is going on you can't figure it out and for the life of me I don't understand like why do they just out of curiosity why do they have to be this complex like what the fuck was wrong I mean, I, I look, I understand for safety purposes, you know, because if you, if you want to see something fucked up, don't, you know, go watch some of those videos of like people back in the day getting in these car accidents that today you would survive and they get t- pinned under the steering wheel and burned to death. I mean, it was just like or they're like hanging halfway out the fucking windshield And they have, like, all the graphic... They used to show those things. Um, They didn't do it to my generation. They think they did it right up to the 1960s. And then they were like, what are we doing? Um, They would just show, like, the dead bodies or the fire department showing up, and you just see this charred person sitting there engulfed in flames. Um, So I don't know where the happy medium was. I mean, I like the new technology with the... the, uh, the suspensions and stuff. I guess it's just what human beings do. So we just keep trying to make them better and better and better. It is, I think it is amazing that you can have, you know, with the push of a button, different suspension options. And I'm sure there's got to be some sort of computer shit involved in that. But um, I got to tell you, man, my wife's car, Jesus Christ, she's got one of those Teslas. Um, Fast as shit. Never have to get gas and stuff like that. But like, um, it definitely brings you into uh, it's like driving a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on the fence with those things. I love that they don't use gas. I do love that, because in my simplistic view of the world, is if we had electric cars, you know, we wouldn't be dependent on oil in uh, the Middle East as much. And then maybe we wouldn't be, you know, trying to air quote, bring them freedom. And then they would be mad at us because the way we bring freedom is to drop bombs on them. And then they'd wanna come over here and fuck us up. Like if, if we just sort of use less of that, maybe we just would ignore that part of the world. And uh, we wouldn't be, you know, involved in that shit because it bankrupted this company, this, company, this country which is something for some reason like they'll never talk about. Like us going over there in, in Operation Freedom, whatever the hell they called it, you know, it was initially Saddam was part of nine eleven, and then it was he has weapons of mass destruction and then it became it's a liberation. They just kept changing why they were going over there and um, <clears throat> for whatever reason, people supported it. Um, which I think for most people it was uh, cheaper gas. <clears throat> and now here we are. I drove down the street the other day and it's like seven something a gallon I saw. And uh, so you know what that means. People will going to be like, fucking Joe Biden. And they're going to ignore, and they never really report on it every August. You know, for some reason in August is when the, the check is due. And... There's this serious thing of like, oh, my God, is the dollar going to collapse? That happens every year in August. And their solution is they print another trillion dollars with nothing behind it, which just causes inflation. You know, this giant fucking Ponzi scheme. And then whoever's in office gets blamed. Liberals blame the conservatives. Conservatives blame the liberals. And all it is, is just a bunch of cunts in suits sitting in the Federal Reserve. And for the life of me, I don't understand why the standing president doesn't just send one fucking platoon from the army down there and just walk in and just say, yeah, uh, you know, we're running this shit now. We're taking this over. Like, why can't they do that? They do that when they build highways. And they just walk into little people's houses, right? The little people going, yeah, that's it. Eminent domain. Fuck you, we're building a highway here. Why don't we just do that to them, walk in there and be like, hey, guess what, here's the deal. You don't run this shit anymore. We do. And we don't owe you shit, and you should be happy we're not hanging you by your fucking toes out in the, the goddamn town square. I don't know why the fuck won't they do that. What I think it is is because if they, if they did it, the dollar would collapse and there would be chaos for a minute. And all those fucking whores that are politicians, you know, like all the rest of us, we're all bought into the Ponzi scheme. So they, they don't want to topple the Ponzi scheme. They're, they, they're just hoping it doesn't topple within their lifetime. On like their watch is the only way that I can kind of kind of see that. I don't know. Would have been nice, you know. Bernie Sanders, he wanted to go after those guys. He wanted to go after those guys. You know what they call them? A communist. <laughs> So, I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to sit back and see the humor in how fucking self-destructive we are as I go out and buy a gas-guzzling Ford F-250 that I don't need. Um, how funny is that? I'm sitting there. I like the electric cars. That You know, it would be great. We'll be less dependent on the Middle East. And then I go out and buy a fucking F-250. <laughs> I mean, that's classic human behavior right there, right on this podcast. You know what we need to do while well, I'm doing the exact opposite? We need more people to be like me, the hypocrite. Um, so anyway, uh, that is the podcast. Uh, Florida Panthers. Somebody was telling me, uh, was, who knows a lot about hockey, going like, yeah, they, they're terrible. You, you, you guys are going to beat them. You're going to fucking, like, roll right through them. And I immediately was just thinking, like, no, we're not. We're not. It's the playoffs. Playoffs? It's The playoffs. It's a whole different fucking thing. So um, I wish I had something to promote right now, a project, because they usually have me go on these sports shows. That would be a fun thing to bring up. Like, when are you guys going to stop acting like the regular season means something? Or when are you going to stop putting this level of weight on the regular season? (laughs) Um, Then I think other sports fans do it because they want to help gas it up too because then if your team doesn't win, they get to act, oh, look, look what a giant failure that was. And those are the sports fans who I think they don't even like sports as much as they like to see failure and live vicariously through the success of other people, meaning their home team. Um, And I will say, those are the ones I can't fucking talk to. Did that thing break? Oh, no, it didn't. I got to get rid of this fucking thing. I have so many goddamn knickknacks over the years that people have given it to me when I'm on the road. And I can't get rid of them because I sit there and go like, somebody liked my comedy so much that they actually made this or they bought this. And they took the time to give it to me. And now I'm like drowning in this shit. So some of this stuff I, 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 do, I do have to get rid of. <clears throat> well, why don't you put it in the back of that truck you didn't need, Bill? All right, take it easy. Huh? I swear, if I didn't have kids, I, I would sell my Jaguar. I can't believe I'm saying that because I love that fucking car too, but that's it. I would get rid of it. I would get rid of it in a second. I would use that other one as my daily driver. Um, anyways, that is the podcast. I apologize for the, the low energy. I will make it up to you on Monday. And for those of you who came out to the, uh, uh, the live podcast or who, uh, watched it, I want to thank you for that. And, uh, I got to watch a clip of that, man, because I'm not going to lie to you. I went out there and I was fucking, oh, Billy, Bill, Billy Boy was on. And uh, there's something, I did this rant about going to the fucking Universal Studio theme park that I want to watch because um, there's a couple of things that I did in there. And I sang some song about the homeless that somehow involved paddle shifters on your car and I can't remember how it went but it ended up rhyming or it went perfectly it was just one of those perfect fucking almost, almost like a set um and I'm thinking of doing some more of those you know uh just got to figure that out all right sorry half asleep here all right that is the Thursday afternoon just before Friday Monday morning podcast have a great weekend you cunts and I'll talk to you on Monday Um, it's Bill Burr, it's the Monday Morning Podcast, and I literally, literally have just woken up and decided that I have to do this fucking thing, because I gotta, I gotta jump back on the bus, jump back on the bus, heading over to, uh, Jackson, Mississippi, you know? I'm nervous about Mississippi, you know what I mean? This is the one state that scares other southern states, you know? They just... It's like the Texas of the South. It's like... um, It's like the Ted Kennedy of the Kennedys. was another good example? You know, it's like the... uh, It's like the Kiwi of the birds. It's just this little fucking state without wings. You know? Everybody's just hoping... Just hoping one day it's going to sprout its fucking wings and something's going to happen. i can to be honest with you. I don't know shit about Mississippi. You know what I mean? Although last night in Huntsville, Alabama, Huntsville, Huntsville, Alabama, you know everybody around here calls it Huntsville. You know they do. Of course they do. Because what do you do? You don't, you don't like the town next to you. Our town's better than your town. We have the exact same fucking trees, and there's an invisible line, but our our, our trees are better, right? Nobody likes, nobody, everybody makes fun of the town next to them. Everybody makes fun of the state next to them. Everybody makes fun of the country next to them. It just keeps going and going and going, and they say, hey, our continent's better than your continent. I like our ocean better than your ocean, right? Next thing you know, he's shooting a couple of missiles. Um... So I'm on stage here in, in Huntsville. You know, what kills me was we were here for a, a day and a half, and we got in the night before. And uh, the same place that I performed at, DJ Fontana was there the night before. I swear to God. I know a lot of you youngsters are going like, "Oh my, who's DJ Fontana?" No, not that kind of DJ. He backed up. He was Elvis's drummer. The real Elvis, not the impersonator. Oh, yeah, I'm all shook up. Um, in case you didn't know who Elvis was, I guess now he does like an Elvis tribute thing. And I know a lot of you guys are probably thinking that's fucking sad. Well, what's he supposed to do? What are you supposed to do when you're a drummer and the guy that you back up fucking dies at 42? What are you going to do? I mean, you're going to live for another 30 fucking years. You need some money, Right well you go fucking something and a something a boo you're gonna do it just find some guy that can do an impersonation of him it's a tough gig being a drummer there's very few of them that when the fucking lead singer either tells them to fuck off you know or they die usually the drummer's fucked the lead guitarist can somehow come up with a band like i'm trying to think uh you know, I would say Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl's the only guy I've ever seen come out of that thing, you know, and go on, be on top, and actually be as big as his other band was. And I know there's a lot of Nirvana fans. No one will ever eclipse Nirvana. Nirvana put hair metal down where it belonged. They just, they just made these songs, and they started off loud, and then they were quiet, and then they were loud. And then they were quiet, and then they were loud, and then they were loud, and then that was it. That was the song. Um, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm babbling here, as always. So, anyways, DJ Fontaine was there. I could have gone. I could have. Yeah, I could have met the guy. I don't know if I could have met the guy, but uh, fucking kills me. I could at least see him play. You know, would have been nice. So, anyways, I'm on stage last night in Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville, Alabama. Ooh. And um, I I mentioned that I didn't believe in God. And it got really kind of quiet and whatever. And I was just like, come on, guy, you know, I'm not drinking. I just I just think I'm fertilizer when I'm dead. I just go on the ground and that's my job. I think that's a beautiful thing. I go into the ground and I make the soil richer, right? Or maybe I become a fossil fuel. For the next fucking thing that takes over the planet and then doesn't like the town next to him and doesn't like the state and so on and so forth, right? Somebody in the crowd yells out, better not say that in Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that was the creepiest thing I think anybody's ever said. Better not say that in Mississippi. I wish right then somebody had Jake Isles fucking cued up. My blood runs cold. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to going. To, believe it or not, I'm looking forward to going to Mississippi. I'm looking forward to interacting with those people. And I'm looking forward to, like, uh, you know, making a couple stereotypes go away. Although I know there's going to be a lot that will reinforce it. You know, I know there's going to be a lot of stay on the main highways, get off at like a Burger King, and then get the fuck back on the bus and get out of here. I know there might be elements of that. But. You know, I did look up some comedy clubs, and I tried to see who was playing there. And uh, there's this tour that's going around called the Standing Ovation Tour that stars some more. Some more! Uh, Tony Rock did a couple of dates. Arnez J, one of the funniest comics ever. And, um, you know, they all came through here. I think they did already. I don't know. So I figured, all right, they came down here. They had a good time. Corey Holcomb came down here. Um it's weird. You would think that there would just be white comics coming down here with Mississippi's fucking reputation. You know, all I found, as far as comics that I knew, they were all black. So, anyways, we'll see what happens to old Freckles. I think I'll be fine. I just don't need somebody with a fucking hardcore Southern accent going uh, <laughs> talking about. Fucking, don't say that, Mississippi. I uh, I had another guy last night. I'm getting deep in the South right now is what's going on. Because last time I talked to you guys, I think uh, I was just rolling into Memphis. And, um, you know, since then we did Shreveport, then we did New Orleans. And uh, it was all good. Huntsville's the first time I was just like, wow, I'm really in the South here. Just with a couple of heckles. Because I was talking about how, you know, how I love SEC football. And how I wanted to uh, come through and go to an Alabama game. And Auburn game, and I would love to go to the Alabama-Auburn game, but, it's you know, it's Thanksgiving weekend every year, and there's no fucking way, you know, you can ever make that game unless you live in Alabama. You can't leave your wife, you know, your wife and family. You just can't do it. <laughs> just fucking carve up the turkey, you know, give thanks, and then jump on a fucking red-eye to Alabama, which is what I would have to do. Um, although it is a Saturday game. I might be able to get away with that. I might be able to get away with that. But anyways, so I was just talking about... Uh, I was saying how I like both teams. I was very being very impartial. And I was, was like, War Eagle! Roll Tide! And screaming. It was fucking awesome. And somehow I started talking about how fucking badass it is. I said, come on. Bama fans, you got to admit. That fucking Eagle flying down from the top of the stadium right onto uh, the guy's arm. You got to admit that's the shit. You got to admit that's the shit. Some Alabama fan said, my favorite thing was when the eagle flew into the glass. I guess it went into like the luxury box. It, it just flew right into it. And they were laughing. You know, I like animals. go, like, oh, give me a fucking break. It happened one goddamn time. I go, sir, how many fucking plate glass windows have you walk in, walked into in your life? And the guy was like, none. I haven't walked into any. I go, give me a fucking break. I go, when Auburn, re- when Auburn returned that field goal against Alabama, you probably walked through the side of your house. And the place went fucking nuts. Auburn fans flipped out screaming. And Bama fans were like, bah! right? And then when it all died down, somebody in the back yelled out, go back to Mississippi. <laughs> and I was just like. And the crowd I went, Ooh, right? it was really very high school. And I was like, wait a minute, I haven't been to Mississippi yet. You know? And not only that, I've been fucking on your side, sir. I brought him down. I've been on your side the whole fucking show. Here I am talking about, you know, equal pay. And you how if you just make women make the same amount of money as guys and you don't change anything else, it's not fair. It's just something I'm doing on my act. Believe it or not, that bit is actually empowering to women. After I browbeat them. You know, it's a fun job. Anyways, so this is the Monday Morning Podcast. I didn't even say the date yet. For April 27th, the last Monday, the last fucking Monday in April, in 2015. There'll never be another Monday in April 2015. You can say that you were there. You were there. You lived it. You enjoyed it. You put your hands in that soil. and You felt it. Um, so what are you going to do? huh? How did you do this month? How did you do this month? Were you a good husband? Were you a good father? Were you a good mother? How huh, you been chowing down? been doing all right? What do you need? Do you need to fat shame yourself? Check in on yourself. Just checking in on you on the last Monday. You know? I actually had somebody come up to me and said, Jesus, Bill, I thought you were going to be a lot bigger. I'm like, what the fuck, I'm average height. He's like, no, fatter, the way you shit on yourself. I said, dude, I've been killing it at the gym, my friend. I go to the gym every day. It's just become a part of my life. And if you don't want to be a fag, well, you go to the gym every day, you cunt. I said, you'll go to that kooky gym every day. I keep saying every month. You go to the gym every day. Um... So that made me feel all right. And by the way, too, all this fat shaming I've been doing, making people fat shame themselves. uh, I had a couple come up to me and said that collectively they had lost like 80 pounds. I had, uh, and then I've had like three or four different people say one guy had lost over 100 pounds. Another guy lost 80. And I think there was a 60 in there. So there you go. You watch that fucking show, The Biggest Loser, where they're screaming in your face. Save money. Scream in your own face. Go into the fucking bathroom. Take off your goddamn shirt. See where you sit, right? See where you're at in the rankings. Be honest about what your torso's looking at. And then just look yourself in the mirror, huh? Browbeat yourself. And then you end on a positive note, right? After you fucking, what the fuck is going on, right? Then you bring it around in the end. We're better than this, right? We get one life, we get one body, we're not fucking doing this. And you you turn it around. And all you gotta do is you just gotta break that fucking sugar salt thing. When you wake up in the morning, that thing that's telling you to get an Egg McMuffin, that thing that's telling you to eat fucking pancakes and all that shit, you go, no, you know what? Shut the fuck up, you override it. You override those cravings and you go down and you just you make yourself some fucking oatmeal. Nothing in it. You fucking slam that down with a banana. Or some berries or some shit like that. And then you fucking... You level yourself off. What's that shit they give you? When you're trying to get off uh, heroin? I don't know. Methadone? I don't know what the fuck it is. Oatmeal. is the food version of that. It's the food version of that. By the way, dude, I... I I don't follow a couple of people on uh, Facebook, and uh, they're just sending all of these fucking links to what the fuck they're doing to our food supply. Man, it's really goddamn scary. It's really fucking scary, you know. I think that's how they're going to solve the population problem. If you're going to fucking turn the food into poison, there you go. If nobody's allowed to say what is in the food, it's terrifying. Fucking apples that don't turn brown. What is wrong with people? What the fuck is wrong with those goddamn people that work on those those corporations? Well, I, I, you know, that type of that type of psycho shit. you know you ever play like your pickup hoop or pick up hockey? You ever just feel you ever just play with a sociopath? And you're not even playing for anything. And you just feel it. That fucking person that's willing to do anything. Unreal. Speaking of which, how about those Boston Celtics? Huh. What a a great goddamn season. I got to say that first before we get into the negativity of the game yesterday. And God knows I don't fucking watch the Celtics. You know? God knows I don't fucking watch. I I still love them. But, you know, you only got time for so much, right? You're either a fucking hoop guy or you're a hockey guy. I don't know. Joe Joe Bartnick's the only guy I know that can talk intelligently and in-depth about both. I don't know how the fuck he does it. Um... But anyways, the Celtics won the playoffs. We made the seventh seed. Basically, don't have any stars. It was a hell of a coaching job by that guy that everybody's saying is a great coaching hire. <laughs> I'm just going to repeat what other people say. But I actually watched the game. Uh, I've actually watched been, been watching Hoop because I'm on tour here with uh, Lawhead and Verzi. And, um, you know, it's just been, uh, you know, I've been watching some of this. They've been like good games, I guess. But uh, I watched the uh, a lot of that Celtics game yesterday. Hoping Celtic pride, we at least wouldn't get swept. But um, I got to tell you that fucking Kevin Love injures his shoulder. You know, and then he turns around and he blames sweet, innocent, beautiful, flowing hippie hair Kelly. Kel- was it, Kelly Olynyk? How do you say his name? How dare he suggest? That that was a dirty play. Now this, you'll think that this is that I'm not being impartial here because I'm a Celtics fan. Okay, the ball goes up, hits the rim. Okay, now for, right out of the gate, right out of the gate, it's already the Cavaliers' fault. Because if that fucking jerk off who took the shot hit the shot, there was no way that Kelly would have been concerned about the left arm of of Kevin Love. <laughs> And felt the need to cradle it within his body and then turn to the side and spoon with it. Had the Cavaliers, whoever the fuck it was. I mean, you got LeBron. Why didn't you just have him going and dunk on everybody? Nope. Got to take a shot. Had to get fancy. Right? Rubbing it in. I'm just fucking with you. Um, I don't even, I don't know anything about hoop. Part of me wants to think that Kelly stinks because he just looks like he stinks. I don't know shit about who, but I look at that guy and I look at, like, the, that's not the guy I'm picking. Um, He just looked like one of the, you know, like those spazzes you play with who just suck. So they just, they're always fucking grabbing you. You know what it reminded me? Remind reminded me of when I was a kid when me and my brother fell out of a tree simultaneously because we were trying to teach my other brother, trying to show my other brother, there was this part of, there was this tree we used to climb up and, um, and it, you know the main trunk went up and then it split and as it went further up obviously the, the gap got greater and greater right just like a horse's legs um <laughs> it, was, it was the whore tree um why couldn't the tree be giving birth shut up lady um so we got up to a certain height and there was no branches on one side, one side of the the trunk that went up until you got to a certain height. And the only way to get over to the other side of the tree was you had to swing across on this dead branch. So my older brother swung across, and then I swung across, and then my younger brother wouldn't fucking do it. Because it was a dead branch. Because, you know, he's like, it's a dead branch, I'm not doing it. We're like, yeah, but we weigh more than you, and we did it. And he wouldn't do it. So... We go, all right, what if we both hang on this fucking branch together? And if it doesn't break, then you'll do it? And he's like, yeah. So we both go out and we hang on the branch. My brother's on the inside. He weighs more. I'm on the outside. We hang on it. It doesn't break. We go, all right, come on, man, let's go. Swing across the branch. And he still wouldn't do it. He goes, do it one more time. So this time I'm thinking like, well, it's a fucking dead branch. I want to get on the inside. So I got on the inside. My older brother got on the outside. But going, see, look, it's safe. It's fucking safe. Crack. And the thing just snapped. So we went going down to the ground, and I'm coordinated. My older brother is not coordinated. And I'm fucking getting ready to land somewhat in a way where I'll get hurt the least. And as my brother's going down, you know, ass and back of the head first, he reaches out and grabs my shoulder. And pulls me into his uncoordinated nightmare. We slammed down on the ground. He got knocked out. I didn't. I remember he got knocked out. He was laying face down in the fucking dirt. And he was going, like, what's it? What's it? and we were me and my other brothers, we were laughing, thinking he was fucking around. And my dad had just happened to pull up. He's like, Christ, you know, I'm not gonna name names. So he goes, What's he, what's he doing laying in the dirt? He's like, oh, for Christ's sake, he's unconscious, right? (laughs) But I remember, like, he fucking reached out and grabbed. He said, what the fuck are you grabbing on me for? Because he wasn't coordinated. And that's how I feel uh, that Kelly, part of me thinks that he stinks so bad that that was actually him playing basketball. But my final verdict was it was dirty because I just never see anybody ever grab somebody's arm like that. In basketball, and it was just weird. Like, what are you doing? It was like he was carrying a giant salami or some shit. And then at the last second, he like fucking turned his body. And I, you know, I'm going to have to side with Cavalier fans. I think that was a dirty fucking play. And, um, you know, I don't know. It was good to see Perkins, though. I don't know why we ever fucking traded that guy. You know, I, I I don't know. Maybe now, I don't know about hoop. maybe it was a good fucking move. But when we traded him, I didn't think that that was a good move. But whatever, congratulations to the fucking Cavaliers. And uh, congratulations to the Celtics for a, a, great, uh, a great season. But um, I really hope that wasn't a dirty play because that's the number one thing that I fucking hate. I hate when you can't beat a team. Then you just hurt their player. And that just really affects the Cavaliers on the next level and just fans in general you could have seen a totally healthy fucking cavalier team take on uh well they play the bucks or the bulls look at me talking hoop here um and now one of the best guys is out and you might have fucked their whole season you weren't gonna win anyways why would you do that i don't know i think it was uh, i think it was a dirty play in fact it was so dirty i'm sure the pittsburgh penguins are calling kelly Olinick right now and asking him if he could skate <laughs> <laughs> tell you not, I'll tell you right now, Kelly, that is Ring of Honor level stuff here at the Pittsburgh Penguin organization. There's nothing we like better than someone who's willing to hurt somebody who's better than them on another team during a deciding game in the playoffs. Um, that should be under the Pittsburgh Penguin logo. Good Lord, have they had some of the worst, most fucking reprehensible human beings on their team forever um and they've had some great ones i guess they're smart it's like they they fucking draft the mario lemieux and then they go all right who's going to try to end his career let's get that guy too let's just make sure this fucking piece of shit is blowing out knees on the other team and not blowing out our knees maybe maybe it's a fucking maybe maybe it's an intelligent move i don't know I don't pretend to know things. Sure you do, Bill. Your whole fucking podcast is based on it. I'll go fuck yourself. Um, anyways, let's do a little reading out loud. Shall we? You guys ready for this? Have you had your morning coffee? You fucking drug addicts. I can't get my day going. unless I have my fucking coffee. You know, that's why I never drank coffee. Other than the fact that it tastes like dirty water. Um, Granted, I never had it hot. I used to drink my dad's when he went to work. I'd take sips of it when it was fucking stone cold. And, uh, you know, that whole long oh, I'm going to be an adult. And I'd sip it. It was fucking disgusting. I'm glad I never got into it. People can't start their day. They just sit there with their brown coffee-stained fucking teeth. You know? How many hours of your life, how many days, how many weeks or months of your life are you going to waste standing in a line at Starbucks Every time I go to a fucking airport, the second they bring that thing up, these junkies are just standing there, you know, like they're waiting for Springsteen tickets so they can get chai latte with a the fucking, the fucking squirt of uh, some whipped cream. <laughs> Coming out there, you know, with like a heroin shake. Um, oh, g Bill, you're just better than us. In that area, I am. All right. Speaking of truck stops, we actually stopped at one. Somewhere in fucking Alabama or Mississippi When we were coming up from uh, uh, New Orleans Do you know what it means To miss New Orleans That's where my baby goes She gives me a hand job She used humidity for lubricants When she jerks my dick In the middle of July Pulling it out of my sea Sucker suit Um Put your damn dick away and keep it moving. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, we stopped off at a truck stop. And, uh, you know, I had to relieve myself. Not once, but twice, if you know what I mean. And I go into this fucking bathroom. And there's some trucker already in there there dropping a deuce. And I'm already laughing my ass off because I'm only one toilet away. And I'm on a bus. What am I going to do? I got to go. And I'm like, am I really going to take a dump? Next to a fucking trucker in Mississippi at a truck stop. I got to do it. And then all of a sudden, like every truck trucker from here to Tuscaloosa fucking came in there and I had to leave. It's like, I can't fucking do it. And I kept trying to walk in there. You know, when there was nobody there, there was always five truckers and that original trucker never moved. He was just sitting there. Just, I don't know, shitting his brains out or couldn't. Oh, my God. He had these awful white Seinfeld sneakers that were all fucking creased up and dirty dad yeah, jeans it was one of the fucking low points of my stand-up career although i was laughing my ass off because verzi goes in there and he comes back out and i just started laughing he's, he's just gonna do it i can't I, I i i can't i need i just i can't um <laughs> it's just fucking it's not all luxury being on a tour bus just put it that way but um Oh, I didn't mention, you know, a lot of people gave me shit because whenever I go to these cool places, I never mention what they are because I don't want to ruin them for the locals. But fuck it. I'll switch that up, you know, because people are going, dude, you don't realize how arrogant you are that you feel like, you know, you just mentioning it on your podcast is going to ruin those places. All right. So let's see. So we went to New Orleans, um, New Orleans, and um, I played this amazing theater that I could not pronounce. Begin with an S. And uh, all I know is Bob Dylan was going to be performing there the next week, which is a pretty big fucking thrill. He'll be performing on a stage that he performs on. Not because that's what he's selling these days. He just loves this place so much. Um, and it was uh, just an amazing fucking show. And it's such a great time. And then we had a couple of days off. So the next night, you know, this is the deal with New Orleans. If you go to New Orleans and you just go to Bourbon Street... If you're in your 20s, you'll probably enjoy it. If you're in your 30s or older, you're going to be like, not only is this fucking an absolute shit show, this is one of the worst cities in the country. It's dirty, it's evil, it's dirty and evil. Whatever. Sorry, I needed a third one. Um, however, if you get the fuck out of there and you go you, you go north of the goddamn city, whatever fucking direction it is, um, you're going to see those beautiful houses and you will literally go from going like, This fucking place is awful to, wow, I could live here. So we went to a place called uh, Commander's Palace for some of the best seafood I've ever fucking had. Uh, If you're going to New Orleans, I'm telling you right now, take your wife over there, okay? Watch her shut the fuck up. No, sorry, just for some reason was thinking Harvey Keitel when he he takes, you take the gun and smash it on the nose, watch him shut the fuck up. Let's go get a taco. Um, And then afterwards we wanted to go smoke a cigar. And, um, you know, it's like, I knew some cigar bars down around the French Quarter, And I was like, I don't want to go down there. You know, you go down there and it's just a bunch of drunks. It's just, it's like the Jerry Springer show. You know, the Jerry Springer show just has the worst representation of every race, every demographic. When you go down a bourbon street, that's what you have. You have the worst from every state. And then you have the worst people in new Orleans hovering around them, trying to take advantage of them in any way possible. So, I was like there's got to be something better so our waiter was the shit um and he told us about this place called uh dos jeff ace dos like uh spanish for two I'm d-o-s-e and then jeff ace, j-e-f-f-e-s um they had these great cigars and then they had this live music that we listened to oh did i already tell you this i think i mentioned it on the podcast last week i'm sorry dude i don't even know where the fuck i'm at right now um but we just had the best, f- I'll even say it again, we had the best time, best food, best place I've been to as far as where to eat in New Orleans, and uh, just the coolest fucking bar with this unbelievable live music, and um, I'm telling you if, you, if you do that alone, you'll fucking, you'll want to go to New Orleans every goddamn year. Um. So anyways, having said all of that, let's congratulate everybody who got out of the first round in the NHL playoffs. All right. I don't know what's going on with Detroit and Tampa Bay. I haven't been able to keep up with that. Congratulations to the Minnesota wild, you know, great series for you guys. And my condolences to St. Louis blues fans. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the fuck you got to do. What are the St. Louis blues got to fucking do to get out of the first round of the fucking playoffs? That was the team. I was like, oh, this is the guys. I'm going to root for these fucking guys. I thought they were going to make a run. At least go a couple of series. Fucking brutal. What did St. Louis fucking Blues fans do to the hockey gods? They really are like the fucking Los Angeles Clippers of, of hockey. It's just, they're just never going to get out of the first round. I don't know shit about hoop, but I'll tell you right now: when the fucking the Spurs won Game Two, that series was over. It's over. They're going to turn on every fucking thing that they know about how to win a championship, and it's it's going to be done because the Clippers they don't have it. I can say that because I don't watch hoop. Um, So congratulations to them. Congratulations to the Rangers. I know the Ducks won. Calgary Flames. Um, who else is out there that I'm forgetting? There's got to be one other series. Oh, the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks one. So who do you like out there? Blackhawks, Flames, Ducks, Minnesota. I mean, you got to go with the experience, right? You got to go with the Blackhawks, even though they fucking... Every fucking other period, they got a different guy in there. Crawford, then the other guy, then Crawford, then the other guy. Then the other guy, and then Crawford, then Crawford, then the other guy. But Somehow they made it work. Somehow they made it work. So... Um, who am I rooting for out there? I'll, I'll root for the Calgary Flames. I want to root for them because in 1989, they beat the Montreal Canadiens back when the Bruins could never beat them. Um, so that was nice to watch. So I've always liked Calgary because of that. And then Landy McDonald, they got the fucking red-headed guy with the psycho mustache. Come on, dude. He's fucking killing it. The guy looked like he just stepped out of a fucking mineshaft. Then he'd go in and score a goddamn goal, right? Then he'd smile like it was Christmas. How could you not love that guy? Right? Um, it's been a lot of great fucking Calgary Flames over the fucking years. Al McGinnis, dude, he's got the hottest fucking shot in hockey. It's like fucking two hundred miles an hour. Right, all right, sorry. And let's see, over in the East, who else? Who else won? I just feel like I'm forgetting to congratulate. Well, let's see the, the 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 fucking. We got a game seven, don't we? Between the Islanders and uh capitals. Rangers won. I don't know what happened with Detroit and uh Tampa Bay, but uh like I said, congratulations to everybody, and that wraps up my hockey talk. I'm fucking with you, you silly socked Frenchies, you fucking assholes. You fucking assholes almost got pushed to a game 7 after going up 3-0 and I didn't write one, I didn't talk one line of shit cuz I didn't want to jinx it always I hoping that you guys went down that way but then part of me wasn't cuz the Bruins did that and then the next year we won a cup and I don't ever want you guys to win another one but I have to begrudgingly admit you got your best shot in years this year you do although I got to tell you you very easily could have lost that series if Ottawa pulled out two more games because then they would have won it 4-2. And I'll tell you, when the other team wins four games, you got a really hard time bringing that series home. Um, no, they were really close games. And uh, Ottawa played like fucking, you know, they played great. It was a great series. And uh, fucking crushed me to watch Montreal win. So you should be happy, Montreal fans. I'm a Bruins fan, and uh, it really hurt me that you guys won. And I actually follow you guys. I have the Montreal Canadian app on my phone, it always goes, five minutes to game time. Get your snacks ready. Oh, it's so fucking awful. Get your snacks ready. Put on your silly sock. All right, Get your snacks ready. Ah, Gives me douche chills every time I read it, but it makes me hate them more, and I love it. It's part of the game. It's part of sports. You got to have that team that you fucking hate. Do you know how sad I would be if Montreal Canadiens somehow, that whole franchise folded? I would be at a loss. Who do I hate? The fucking Sabres? Um. So, anyways, uh, I think they got their best chance. I mean, all the really big powerhouse, powerhouse Western teams have kind of been dethroned. The LA Kings didn't make it, even though I thought they did. They didn't even make the playoffs. Vancouver's a shell of what they used to be. They're out of it. St. Louis looked like they were stacked to me, you know? And a bunch of fucking... Goal scorers, they're out of it. I mean, Minnesota's in it, so are the Ducks. The Ducks actually, I think, could surprise some people. But um, they just don't have like that, like, you know, like last year when the fucking Blackhawks and Kings were coming, you're like, all right, whoever wins this fucking war is taking the cup. You just knew it. You just knew it. I'm not feeling that. And, I, you know, Blackhawks, I don't know, the longer you hang in there, you get a little longer in the tooth. I I do feel that the Blackhawks are going to win it again. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna state the obvious. It's either Blackhawks, Rangers, or Canadians. G bill, way to go out on a fucking limb, and then I then I hedge my bet. Going, but I'll tell you, the Ducks they could surprise some people. <clears throat> See that? I basically picked almost everybody that's still left, so then I could be like, dude, what did I say? What did I say on the last Monday of fucking April? Dude, I, you guys won it in June. I, I said this shit back in April. I said it. I should be coaching a team. I'm the fucking douche that talks about shit like that. Um, so, anyways, congratulations to Canadians. You know, you know, you know. My hatred for you really isn't to that level. I do wish that you never win one, but I also find it funny to hate like that. Right? Okay. Anyways, so. I don't even mean, know what I have left here to talk about before I get into the goddamn questions. I do have to get back. I have to get on the bus. That's why I'm, I'm fucking early and ride on my way over to Jackson. You better not say that shit, in Jack. You better not say that in Mississippi. Jesus Christ, that made me want to go home. Um, so anyways, what am I going to do in Jackson, Mississippi? I have no idea. Um, but I, I, I am going to uh, try to hang out with some locals, maybe grab a beer with somebody. And... Um, Then we're going to head down to Mobile, Alabama, and I'm going to give myself a self-guided tour of the USS Alabama, or maybe at least that sub, and um, then the tour's winding down. All we have left is Kentucky and fucking uh, Evansville, and then we're on to the Kentucky Derby. Um, Dude, you know what's hilarious is this whole trip, we've all been like picking out what the fuck we're going to be wearing to the Derby fucking verzi was looking at he wanted to buy these white shoes with this white belt like fucking herb tarlick and i'm telling i was like dude you got to do it you got to dress like a complete jerk off and get a fucking hat that's that's what it is and uh oh billy Redface here i actually uh i learned how to tie a bow tie you know that's a big big accomplishment (laughs) um so we're fucking getting excited about that and um I guess the races start at 10.30 in the morning, and then they go all the way to, like, the race, which starts at, like, 6.20 or something. So, experienced drinkers know, all right, I need to pace myself. So, the races start at 10.30 in the morning. Obviously, you start with a screwdriver or a Bloody Mary. I just like a screwdriver because I feel like at least I'm fighting off a cold while I'm fucking kicking my liver. All right? Um... <laughs> Anyways, oh dude, speaking of which, you know what? You know what's right after that game, we're going to leave and then we're going to go watch the fucking Mayweather Pacquiao fight. And um I don't know. I think the safe bet is to be like, "Oh, fucking Mayweather is going to win a decision on points." So then they have the rematch. That's the safe thing. What do I want to see? I want to see somebody knock out the other guy. It's kind of hard to root for that when you know they're getting a concussion and they're getting fucking brain damage. Um, And it's also hard to root against Mayweather because of uh, his record. I'd like to see that guy get to 50, you know. But, uh, you know, it's every time you watch like a fucking, uh, when they hype a prize fight, once you see a guy that you think you don't like and then they just show his backstory and it's like you can't be against him. You know, I saw this one on, on, on Mayweather and uh you know, he's showing like when he was fourteen, he jumped on a boat and went to Malaysia, didn't speak the language with these other fighters. He was like crying and stuff, leaving his family, he wanted to go back, and then his best friend got killed in the ring, and then he had to go in right after him. It was fucking awful, man. It's fucking off. So he's been through all of that shit, right? Then Mayweather comes from that dysfunctional family. You know what I mean? I don't fucking know. I love how they're bringing up all this shit that the guy did in his past. Mayweather, he went to fucking jail for it and all that type of shit. And it's just like ESPN, they're such fucking scumbags. Like, why, why are you bringing up his domestic violence now? Because you give a shit about that or because you're out of shit to talk about? It's so fucking dumb. And then you're going to bring that up like you're really doing some investigating reporting, like you really give a fuck about battered women. And then you, all, you, then you go right back to hype the fight. Well, the final fight of the fucking century at ah, just fucking it drives me up the goddamn wall. You know what I mean? Then also these fucking groups, you know, that are trying to stop women from being battered. They wait to this big fight to jump on the guy when he's promoting. They come out of the woodwork. It's like, does it not matter that he battered women when he's not training for a fight? Oh, fuck it. That's like watching somebody campaign for president. Um it's like a strategic when you have to give a fuck and when you bring it up, or because if well, if we give a fuck now, we're just pissing into the wind because nobody's going to listen. We got to wait till this guy's promoting something and then we strike. Then we say we care. Um. Anyways, I don't fucking know. I'm just hoping it's going to be a. Uh, it better be a great fight. I don't want to see Mayweather just fucking you know slipping every punch for another twelve rounds. as I stare at the fucking pay per view money going down the goddamn drain. I love the fact that nobody can hit him, but at some point, it's like you want to see a fight. (laughs) I just want to see somebody get hit. Um, All right. This person wrote this fucking book called Behind... uh, called uh, It's coming out. It's called... uh, What the fuck is it? It's called Clinton Cash. And it's basically going to out the Clintons of how they got their cash, which is the funniest fucking thing ever to me. It's like... You could write Obama cash, Bush cash, anything but fucking Johnny Cash. You could do that about any fucking politician out here. Where do they get their cash? It's all filthy. This is why I don't fucking get into this shit. I I just don't understand people who just sit around and they blame... The problems of this country on conservatives or they blame the problems of this country on liberals, the liberal agenda, the corporate agenda. It's like, how about politicians don't make any fucking money at all, yet they're all multimillionaires? How about that? How about they're set up to be bribed? Stop with this fucking horseshit of like, you know, uh, they're a public servant. Dude, they did this whole thing on senators. Senators make a couple hundred grand a year, which is nothing to sneeze at. And sneeze at. But, like, the amount of them that are multi, multi, multi fucking millionaires. They all get heads up on land deals. They have their own private businesses that just go through the fucking roof. It's the biggest fucking scam I've ever seen in my life. And then if you bring it up, everybody calls you a conspiracy theorist. And then they just sit there just fucking blaming the other party. This is adults that do that shit, so. I don't know what I, I would. I would recommend reading Clinton Cash and just know that you could fucking write that. Probably about every politician, even Jimmy Carter, who seemed to be like the the best at least human being. Um, Jimmy Carter. What I loved about that guy was he handled the fucking hostage situation without getting into a war with Iran. We got everybody back, you know. The one tragedy was when we tried to rescue him, that midair collision. So. Some American servicemen did die. All right. But it was like single digits as opposed to what the fuck we got going on over there now, which you're not going to solve it. Do you think you could have a war that would make Bruins and Montreal Canadian fans like each other? You wouldn't. We're going to hate each other. Hate each other back then. We hate each other now. We're going to hate each other for fucking ever. And that's how it works over there in the Middle East. All right. I don't know. Anyway, I'm in way over my head here. I'm just going to shut the fuck up. Let's uh, do a little more advertising here. Then I'll read some. uh, (coughs) I'm going to read some fucking um, some of your questions here for this week. All right. Um, All right. I got to get rolling here because I got to jump on the bus in the next few minutes. Let's read here. By the way, everybody, a couple of quick announcements here. All right. For the Thursday afternoon, Monday morning podcast just before Friday, uh, the hashtag um, if you want your questions read, is uh, is hashtag tammp and send it to at the mm podcast. Don't send it to at Bill Burr. Send it to at the mm podcast hashtag tammp. Uh, you can tweet me articles, videos, questions, anything you want me to go off on. I just fuck around on Thursdays. And uh, if you'd like to email the Monday Morning Podcast, um, it's Bill at the MMPodcast.com. All right, let's get into the questions here for the week. Um, Cigar trailer. Hey, Bill, promise I'm not trying to bust your ball. Uh, Repeat, this is not an attack. Before the tour started, you said you weren't going to mention the names of food places and cool spots to visit. A reader called you out on not supporting local businesses and you justified your position. On the Thursday afternoon podcast just before Friday, he talked about the cool cigar lounge built out of a trailer. Just curious if this is an exemption or a harmless contradiction. I repeat, I'm not being a dick. Thank you. No, I actually thought about what that guy said. If you've been listening to the podcast, I actually uh, mentioned the name. Um, But also, it's the reason why I mentioned that guy was he went out of his fucking way And he had like a 6,000-square-foot fucking restaurant that he had to fill. This wasn't some little mom-and-pop place in the corner that's been there forever. It was a brand-new goddamn business. The guy totally hooked us up. He kept it open after hours and all that stuff, so I I felt like I owed it to him. But I got to be honest with you, as much as I gave that guy shit for giving me shit, you know, I'm one of those guys, you give me shit, if if you're right, I'll give you shit back, and then it rolls around my big head for a couple of days, and then I'll come back and be like, all right, you're right, you know? I like to think that that makes me a fucking somewhat of an enlightened human being. If I was really enlightened in the moment, I could stop. And I would stop insulting and be like, wait, wait, you know what? You're right. You're right. That's a big moment in your life, especially if you're an angry cunt like me, to be able to stop mid-argument and just be like, you know what? You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. And then what's funny is it ends the argument, and then you also get to see the other person like frustrated because they want to keep yelling at you and now they can't, you know? And then if they keep yelling, then you get to be like, dude, I said I, I said you were right. What the fuck more do you want from me? And then they're actually the dick at that point. You know? It's a great thing to do. All right, slumlord retirement. Bill, I keep hearing you mention becoming a slumlord and, and then retiring. I'm actually doing something very similar, but I'm not a slumlord. Dude, I would never be a slumlord. I would never fuck people over. you uh, he said, I buy properties in low-income area in in all cash, fix them up, refinance them, and then uh, rent them out. Every time I've done this, I've gotten more cash out than I put in, and the mortgage is always way less than the rent. It's unbelievable. But my thing is, is if you're in low-income areas, they're the first ones that get fired during a bad economy, you know, then what do you do i I could i couldn't i could not fucking evict somebody unless they were a complete piece of shit i don't know if i have the heart for this because i'd actually like to buy something in a low-income area fix it up and give somebody a nice place a nice safe fucking place to live you know that wasn't depressing maybe give them hope and the kids try harder in school and they get the fuck out of there that's what i'd like to do see i don't have the heart for this anyway so what i'm supposed to do is just be like yeah it looks fine let people live in squalor, have one toilet on each floor, you know, dark, moist areas bring back tuberculosis. I'll make my money like the fucking asterisk did. Um, so what I'm trying, so I'm what I'm struggling with now is if slash when I should quit my job. I'll have enough rental income by the end of next year to replace my job. I would love to just quit and hang out with my kids and just live a stress-free life, but my wife has a different opinion. She thinks I should keep my six-figure job and just keep doing this this on the side because we would have way more money. It's an easy office job, so I see your point, but I can't get over how amazing it would be to retire in my early 30s and be able to spend my time however I want. What do you think I should do? What would you uh, spend your free time doing? Thanks, go fuck yourself. Dude, first of all, congratulations, man, on absolutely crushing it and making money work for you. I know there's a lot of you guys listening going, oh, if I had fucking six figures, I could fucking, you wouldn't. Most of you, unfortunately, would go out and spend six figures a year. You'd go out and buy some flashy fucking car. What does this guy do? He went out and he, he, he made his money, he reinvested it, and made it work for him. Um... What I think you should do is what your wife's saying. I would I would keep working for another 10 years and reevaluate and take that money that you're making over the next 10 years and keep doing what you're doing and then you'll really be able to retire. You'll be super comfortable. Um, I got to be honest with you. Like, What would I do if I retired in my early 30s? I would probably... Uh, I'd kind of be bored shitless. I would. I like working. I like touring. I like doing all of that. Like when I say that I, I'll, I'll exit out of this business, what I really mean is I'll be in a position in this business where I won't have to do anything I don't want to do. I won't have to embarrass myself. I won't have to go on Dancing with the Stars and all of that shit, you know, whatever the fuck you do whenever you, your career is tanking. Um, but I think what you're doing is fucking amazing. Amazing. And that's what people need to do is you got to learn how to make your money can either fucking set you free or it can fucking enslave you. And I didn't know shit about money. and I just keep reading it and reading and reading. And I baby stepped my way into learning about it. And that's how I ended up having this fucking opinion on bankers and what they do to people. And it's an absolute sin that they don't teach you about money. The, The most important fucking thing when you're in school. So, but fortunately there's libraries and books are free there um that you can you can educate yourself. The greatest education other than staying away from drugs, wearing a condom <laughs> and shit like that is um you gotta do what you're doing. Man, I think that's fucking great that you're doing it. Um I would uh I don't know. If I, I would lose, if I went to a low income area, I would I would fix the fucking thing up, but I would do it in a way that it wouldn't make the other people in the area um, too too jealous. That would make them want to go in there and rob the people. But the, the guts of the fucking building, I would make sure that I, I did it upright, and people would not have fucking leaky sinks and that type of shit. I'd make sure that they were fine. Uh, My only concern, like I said, was that they're the first ones who get fucking hatcheted when uh, the economy tanks because God knows the cunts at the top. They're not going to cut off their own fucking arm. You know, those poor people wouldn't either. You can't expect people to do that. So anyways, congratulations. I hope to be in your position someday, sir. It's a it's a goal of mine. All right. Pacquiao versus Mayweather. Uh, Bill, is this a legit fight in your opinion? Do you have a dog in this fight? It's absolutely a legit fight. And um, I like both of these guys. And uh, I'm just hoping it's going to be a great fight. I'm sorry to give you that cunty fucking response. But if I had to pick somebody, I just love how Mayweather talks all that shit. He's got all those cars and he throws his money and he pisses everybody off. I I, I really like both of these guys. I love that Pacquiao came from absolutely fucking nothing. um, And that he sings and he fucking, he becomes a senator and all this other shit. Um, I, I love both of these guys. It's going to be weird to see one of them lose. Um, But it better not be a fucking draw. I can tell you that. All I know is I'm going to be fucking wearing a pink bow tie with a matching fucking thing in my pocket. And it's, see, a sucker? I'm going to be watching it like that. That's all I know. I'm going to be dressed in linen. All right, when I go to watch it. All right, dental health. Dear Billy Wisdom teeth. Um, My wife thinks I have perfect teeth and says I don't. Do enough to deserve them. I floss occasionally, usually brush twice a day, and I've never had any cavities. I'm 42. She says it's genetics. She has to do a ton more to achieve the same whiteness. Just wondering what your thoughts are on the genetics arguments. Makes sense to me. Look at the Brits. Um, you know something? I don't know what the deal is with their fucking teeth. I mean, they're not as bad as everybody makes them out to be, but um, there's definitely an issue over there. Uh, a stereotype but a spot on what at that that's a sentence a stereotype but a spot on what at that all right what are your rituals having worked in the dental office some of those mouthwashes that boast whitening actually stain teeth according to a class action lawsuit yeah i just brush my teeth in the morning in the evening and then i floss i don't have any cavities either um yeah, I would say Yeah, there's definitely genetics because there's definitely people that that brush and floss and all that, and then just their their teeth just they rot out of their fucking heads. I don't know what they're doing. Um, I do know that when you eat sugary stuff, uh, it's not the sugar that eats away your teeth; it feeds bad bacteria in your mouth that attack your teeth. I think I do remember that from my days working in a dental office. But my ritual is every six months, I get my teeth cleaned um and my ritual is also if the guy says i have a cavity i get a second opinion that's only happened one time and i didn't sometimes they misread x-rays and they'll dig into a perfectly good fucking tooth and then you get a filling and then if shit gets under the filling next thing you know you need a root canal then it gets pulled then you need a partial then you need dentures it just goes down the fucking hill so um if you don't have any cavities and somebody says you have a cavity always get a second opinion um that's all I can tell you. And other than that, brush twice a day, not three times, floss. Um, and I don't know, I use Scope or Listerine. I haven't had a problem with them staining your fucking teeth. Uh, so why don't you use mouthwash first and then brush your teeth? It's pretty easy. I would stay away from red wine. As you're drinking it, you smile at somebody, you have gray teeth, you look like a fucking vampire. All right, fiancé's gay best friend hey billy red state tourist uh i need some advice from you and maybe nia i apologize if i spelled it wrong no you didn't uh she has the time well unfortunately i'm on the road here uh my fiance is living with me and also carrying my baby girl who's due in august congratulations she's been friends with this gay guy for a long time she says he's the only one who can make her laugh so hard she almost pisses herself i'm fine that they are close and i'm fine with them being gay i was raised in texas where homosexuality is isn't as welcomed as some places especially since i went to a baptist church all of my life before you rant it was never a hate gays kind of preaching it was more of a homosexuality is unbiblical and it's a sin love them anyways (laughs) you guys save yourselves in the end Um, Anyway, my perspective is people are free to do what they want as long as they don't impose it on me She went to spend a few days with her gay friend and his boyfriend And when she came back, she told me a few stories about the fun they had including when he Had to use the restroom so bad. He went in while she was showering I'm not against them being friends But I think he should have had enough respect for me as a man to not walk into the bathroom while my woman was in the shower gay or not he still has a dick and shouldn't walk into a shower where another man's woman is naked. Should I bring this up or should I leave it be? If I should, br- if I should bring it up, what should I say without hurting her feelings? Keep in mind she is pregnant and hormonal. Uh, love you, love the show, The Texan. Um, I would have a, and a, I would just have a PS. My baby has a high chance of being a redhead. Lots of reds on her side and mine, including both of our mothers. Well, there you go. You'll have a funny little bastard. Oh, I'm sorry. You have a, you have a daughter. She'll be a hot shit dude. Um, all right. Uh, what would I say I would, I would have an adult conversation with them. Just say, listen, man, I'm not trying to be a, a dick. Um, it's not cool. That's not cool for you to be going in there. Um, When my wife is in there. All right. I I just. And then what's. I don't know. I don't know how you say this to the guy. Just as a man. You know, I don't want you going in and going to the bathroom while my wife is naked in the shower. Okay. That's it. That's it. And you know, I'm gay or whatever. Listen, I, I don't care. I don't care that you're gay. You know. I, I don't have any problem with you being gay. I have a problem with you going in naked while my wife is in the shower. Okay? You're crossing a line there, and I, I don't want you to cross that line again. Okay? That's it. We're cool. And I would leave it at that. And I wouldn't even tell your wife about it. And if you he tells your wife, and she brings it up with you, just say, listen, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't want another naked man peeing while you're in the shower. I don't think that's unreasonable. I don't think that's unreasonable. And if she gives you shit, just just be like, look, can you just respect me on this? Okay? We had it out. He agreed with me. All right? I'm doing this because I love you. All right? Go put on the real housewives. I'll sit here with you. But just, you know, there's a, there's a line here. I think you're totally within your rights. Just in general. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. I don't want you to do that. <laughs> you have a fucking right to say that. Just because you say no to somebody who's gay, does not, you know, uh, does not make you fucking homophobic. They are human beings, and they're capable of, of crossing lines. He crossed the line. You don't like it. It's not has nothing to do with him being gay. It has to do with the fact that he's a man. You're treating him like a fucking man. You're treating him the way you treat a straight man. There's nothing wrong with that. At least I don't think so. Uh um, the Monday Morning Podcast. I'll check in with you guys on Thursday. Have a nice couple of days. And, hey, read up on money. Read up on money. Get your money to fucking work for you. Um, I highly recommend you do not put it in the fucking stock market. I think that's the biggest fucking scam ever. I am a big believer in buying, investing in something that you can walk up to and touch.